2: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, him, Robbie Earl. and yes, we've got a special guest, well, more than a special guest, a great friend of ours, of course, a colleague, Carl Martino, because we want to start this show talking about US international Christian Pujicic, Robbie
3: Yeah, just before we get to that, Rob, we want to just also mention Project Restore as the Premier League's attempt to get the Premier League back going. And if any news does break on that, we'll um, make sure we jump on a podcast, we'll get that information out to you. And our latest Premier League on NBC group chat that we recorded this week was all the gang having their view on where we saw and how we felt that the Premier League restart was going. Also, we're going to talk about Newcastle and Southampton, but that's later in the show. But as you say, we we've got Carla on with us and that's because we want to talk about Christian Pulisic. Now, he sat down this week with our very own Rebecca Lowe and I thought some really interesting things came out of the conversation. Listen to this.
0: Christian, I know this is going to be probably the most popular interview that I've conducted during lockdown so far. So many fans across the United States, of course. My first question is Where are you and how has lockdown been for you?
1: Yeah, well, I'm back in London. Um, you know, hopefully just being ready for things to, to start up again soon. Um, I'm doing okay and uh, yeah, just trying to, you know, <laughs> keep my boredom to a minimum, find things to do, find new hobbies and just. Uh, yeah, keep myself fit and ready and uh, motivated to, to hopefully start back up again soon.
0: I know a lot of the fans over here will be interested to know you. you did manage to come back, though, didn't you, to Pennsylvania and spend some time with your family?
1: Yeah, I think it was uh, really important for me uh, to be with my family for a bit, at least during this time. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy that I got to see all of them. And uh, obviously it's a tough time for everyone. So, you know, being alone is, is definitely tough. So it was nice to, to have some, some people around.
0: So, with the time difference and the fitness that was required and all the zoom fitness calls you had to do did you have to get up really early to make sure that you were on all those chelsea zoom um training calls
1: <laughs> for uh for a couple of them um i was up i was up fairly early eight or nine to, to get on some of the calls but nothing was uh, nothing was crazy so
0: okay good... all right that's not too bad that's good that's good and while well, you were there in in hershey pennsylvania um you I know you did a lot of charity work to try and help out everything that's been going on with Chipotle with Feeding America as well can you just tell us a little bit about what you've been doing and how you've been um trying to help everybody out there
1: yeah um for me I mean you know with Feeding America I think uh it's an amazing platform what they do for for our country back there and how many people um you know are struggling for for meals um even before all this and now with this I think uh I just have an amazing platform where I can kind of help people with that, and uh, you know, with that also working with Chipotle, um, who I spoke with a lot during these times, Um, my local hospital, who's helping so many people, um, not only with um, you know these COVID cases, but just in general. And uh, I think just any way to help put a smile on their faces and uh, just make them happy because you know they're working really hard when a lot of people can't right now, and I think uh, they're putting themselves at risk and they're doing such an incredible job. So. For me, it's been it's awesome to, to help in any way that I can, because uh, I know I know that they're putting in a lot of work.
0: Did you actually could you actually get to the hospital Were you allowed there? Were you actually allowed to meet some of the people or was it more kind of a remote kind of help?
1: No, um, not 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 during these times, unfortunately. Um, but I was able to, you know, do some things through a video call and some videos and, and, uh, and you know, contact them. But I'm hoping that uh, after, you know, all this kind of through that, I'll be able to I'll be able to see all of them yeah hopefully see their smile in person
0: that would be great now in terms of being back home with the family what was lockdown like were you guys playing board games were you just out in the garden what were you doing to keep yourselves busy over there in pennsylvania
1: yeah a little bit of a little bit of everything um definitely some some games in there watching shows um working in the in the yard uh just you know throwing the football around kicking the football around you know doing (laughs) that. Just doing American things and <laughs> just keeping busy with the, with the family at home.
0: Unexpected bonus in that way, I guess. All the linings, Christian. And Chelsea fans, US men national team fans, desperate to know about the injury that you, of course, picked up early January, the adductor injury. I know you were back in training, were you not, before the pandemic hit. So where exactly are you now with the injury?
1: Yeah, I'd say I'm, I'd say I'm fully recovered. Uh, I'm ready to go as soon as we get back. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you know, I was back with the team uh, in full training, you know, just before the, you know, this this whole thing started. So um, I'm excited for, for things to get started up again because I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good and anxious to play again.
0: I'm sure because October of course you have a hat-trick you were such a huge part of everything that Chelsea were doing going forward over that Christmas period then that injury hit mentally Christian you just got yourself into that such a good run of form how tough was that challenge to meet when the injury hit
1: yeah it was very tough it was very tough it was frustrating um going through times like that I think uh I kind of underestimated the injury as well and I continue to try to be back as soon as I can because I just wanted to play so bad. But uh, I think now, if anything, you know, to take out of it, I've given myself a little more time to to rest and and make sure that I'm fully 100% fit. And, uh, yeah, now uh, I'm just super excited to get back into training and and hopefully, you know, start up again soon.
0: Do you think you put yourself under that pressure because it was your first year in the Premier League and you just so desperately wanted to carry on where you'd left off so much?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think, uh yeah, I wanted to continue to to play at that level. I was feeling really confident I, I was feeling great um before the injury, and uh, that's why it was it was really tough for me um, going through that. but uh yeah, it's part of it's part of you know you know anyone's career, you know injuries happen, so uh, yeah, I'm just going to make sure that i'm I'm back and hopefully take care of my body and be ready to play.
0: There's going to be many standout moments for you, without a doubt, at Chelsea Christian. But the one so far, of course, that sticks in everybody's mind, one of them, is the hat-trick against Burnley. Now, I don't know if you know, but we actually were holding a fan fest in Austin, Texas, on that morning that you scored your hat-trick. Let me say, trying to find my voice above that crowd, I have rarely been in a crowd as happy at 8 in the morning as when they saw you complete that hat-trick. It was quite an amazing experience, just from our perspective over here. Going into that game against Burnley, did you feel different? Was anything slightly different in terms of your approach or mentality? Talk
1: us through that. Yeah, I think uh, it, it was. It was my first start uh, in a couple in a, in a little while, so I was. Uh, I don't know, man. I just had I just had this kind of motivation just to, to go out and prove a lot of people wrong.
4: A step over on the left, Ford, and he scores! Rejoice, America! Pulisic's on the score sheet for Chelsea. and It was a fabulous finish.
1: I thought I'd done okay so far, but I hadn't really, you know, shown everything that I could do. So I think, um, yeah, just going to that game, I had just a kind of a chip my shoulder just to go out and prove to everyone. And uh, I think once that first goal came, my confidence just kind of shot through the roof. And it just, I think uh, it was just my day, and everything kept falling for me. And it was, uh, yeah, everything kind of just fell into place.
2: Okay, Robbie L. Um, first of all, we've got to introduce Carl uh, Martino. Carl, um, mm-hmm. great. Thanks very much for coming on to the show. Now, we have talked to uh, Christian Pulisic you know, plenty of times in our broadcasts and uh, in our podcast shows. Um, interesting there, isn't it? And, of course, we know he's, he's a little shy and he's a little quieter than other players. Um, that, that makes no difference in terms of what he can do, though. What do you, what do you think of that interview, first of all, before we get onto the bigger picture of how he's done with Chelsea so far?
5: Well, first off, hello, mate. Miss you guys. It's lovely to be back on a two Robbie show. It's been too long. Um, Absolutely. you know, I, I think it, I, I look at that and I think already in his young Chelsea football career, there's been an interesting arc. Um, I think he started with a bit of timidity, um, that I think was inconsistent with the, the silent bravado that he brought to the U S national team and qualifying to Borussia Dortmund while he was there. Um, I think that he was trying to play too simple and and Frank Lampard did a really good job of saying there's more expected of you and and you can't kind of float around and expect to get into this Chelsea squad. There's a lot of talented young players. And and I think the shame of his injury and then obviously uh, the break that we're going through now is he finally found his voice. And I mean that uh, figuratively, not literally, he's not the most talkative person. And I think Rebecca did a great job of, getting a little bit of that confidence in that and that belief that he has in himself out and i think the stretch where he proved himself chelsea fans doubters whoever it is he's good enough for the premier league he's good enough to start for chelsea football club means he's got to just get back to work and prove that week in and week out it's got to be tough for him that he can't prove that right now
3: it's really interesting so um First of all, let's make note of the charitable work that that, uh, Christian's been doing as well with Feeding America and Chipotle. He's been doing a lot of great work there, and and as many Premier League players, it's not necessarily catching all the media attention, but it's right of us to mention that. I think he's healthy uh, now, guys. He's fit. The hat-trick at Burnley, remember the the FanFest, saw was a brilliant day for for him, for America, for Chelsea, obviously. I just, I just wonder where we are. Do you remember, and it seemed like forever ago, the first game of the season, we were at Old Trafford. We were wondering if he's going to start. He didn't. He came on. It wasn't a great day for Chelsea, got beat 4 0 on the day. In terms of where we are as we come to the, well, the restart, maybe, of this season, can we sort of be judgmental on where he is? It's been a bit up and down. He's been in and out of the team. He had a good run. He's had the injuries. Is his jury still out in terms of Christian Pulisic and where he stands as a Chelsea player?
2: Yes, inconclusive. We can't, you can't, you can't, um, you, we, we can't judge anything yet, really. We can judge his initial impact. We can judge what he's capable of, as Kyle said. I think yeah. Kyle makes an interesting point um, that we've seen, and I, and I absolutely agree, where you've seen him play with some fire in his belly. And he can drive, yeah. and he can lead in the way that he plays. And... You know, that's tough to do, you know, when you, when you arrive at a club like that. I thought an interesting part, the most important, uh, interesting bit for me, Rob, was when he said, Rebecca asked about his hat-trick against Burnley. Yeah. He sort of said, like, oh, you know, I wanted to prove people wrong. Yeah. Now, if he keep, keeps that chip on his shoulder, yeah. that bounce-back cool. ability, that, that, yeah. that deter- motivation, determination, whatever you want to call it, he's got to have that because there's going to be plenty of knocks, some quiet games. We know he's got some incredible competition with some great yeah. players in yeah. the top of his positions. Yeah. That, that spirit, he's got, he must realise that was the reason he performed so yeah. well. That One extra player, edge, that tiny percent you yeah. need.
3: Some great players play with a chip on the shoulder. I don't think he should think that's a bad thing. I don't think he should think I'll do that on certain games. Almost that should be a norm. Play yeah. with a chip on his shoulder. Play do you,
2: you think he can yeah, I just going yeah. to go it to Kyle. Like, do you think he can do that, Kyle? Is that in him to do that yeah, week in, week out, which has got to be in the Premier League, got to be that, that fired up every week? Uh,
5: I, I, I do believe that it's in his personality. I, I think people make the mistake of seeing um, a quiet introvert off the field and thinking that that is who he is as a player. It absolutely is not. He, he is the type of player who Bruce Arena brought in in the middle of World Cup qualifying and, and you know, was, was – the, the one that was depended on when they had to do something special to go qualify, and he came up with the good. Now, qualifying a, a, out, of, out of our region to get in the World Cup is different than week in and week out with the Premier League. But I, I do think, and talking to players that have played with them, coaches that have coached them, he has the right cockiness that, that Robbie's talking about. All the good players that we played with that can change a game had the cockiness and, and the belief in themselves and that, that bit of um, irreverence to say, watch what I'm going to do now. Give me the ball. Watch what I can do now. And I didn't see any of that when he first got to Chelsea. And I think not starting the first game at Old Trafford, I understand why Frank Lampard did that. And in hindsight, I think he's done a terrific job managing him. I think that was just one, one early thing that, that hurt Christian Pulisic. He came in a game that was long gone, that was even more long gone after he came in. I, I think he was hoping to, to, to align his belief with Frank Lampard in him to play that first game and start that first game at Old Trafford. And then his long wait, I think chipped away at his confidence slightly. And and now he's been able to claw it back.
2: Yeah. I want to ask you about that, Rob. Do you you think, I think it's an interesting point. You know, he he sat on the bench. He he then feels he's got to work his way into the team instead of saying, okay, here I am. I'm playing on the left-hand side. Dad injuries, they needed him that day. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and that might have given more confidence to go on there and be a little bit more, give me the ball, and be a little bit more yeah, cocky and yeah. confident. Instead of on the bench, oh, I've got to work my way back in. Yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think about that?
3: Yeah, I would agree. It's interesting, Rob, because I, I, I kind of felt, I, I was, was to the interview, and, and then you, you think back about where he's playing and what he's doing at the level he's at and his age and all those things. And it's not easy, but... The best play, we, 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 there's two types of wide players I always see, feel, who you play with. There's some who, you know, you get them the ball and they do stuff and that. And there's others who get the ball themselves, dictate the play. The very best, and we're talking about the best, remember like the gigs in the Beckhams, even though they were wide players, they almost used to influence the game. The guy who's, you know, who's left that football club at Chelsea, Eddie Nazard, was was left-sided but could dominate the game. I do feel that Christian's got to add that part to his game. If things aren't going well, or even the team aren't going well, he learns how to come inside because he's a clever... Is that
2: involvement, Rob? Is that involvement? I've felt that before. Like, get involved. You've got got to get more involved.
3: He can't just stay out there and almost go, well, they didn't get the ball to me. Because, you know, the best players... Remember the Davi Ginolas and all those players. He'd be left wing, but he'd be inside and doing stuff. Perez.
2: Perez. Robert Perez Perez was one of the best players. By the
3: way pulisic has got that ability. I've seen it in, in, in Dortmund. I've seen it in, for the national team. I just want him to maintain that kind of mentality in, a, in the blue of Chelsea and, and get on the ball and show us a little bit like Mason Mount's done, a little bit like Billy Goodborn did for, for Chelsea. Take that, that thing and say, you know what, about a quiet 10 or 15 minutes, so I'm going to get on the ball and make things happen.
2: Just, before, just, just like why he's got to do it, I've just got a list of wingers that Chelsea are going to have yeah. to call on, Rob, pretty soon. Yeah. Obviously, Pulisic's there. Callum hudson adoy you know, mm. he's back far and fit ready yeah. to play. Mason Mount, question mark, because he can play wide, but yeah. I think Lampard wants a little midfield. Pedro's 32, Willian's 31, yep. and Hakim yeah. Zayac, he's just turned 27. He's going to come in as a new yeah. player, as a wide player. Now, if, if Pedro did... and William are heading out, mm. and Zayac's going to play, you know, yeah. he's just going to play, then you've got a, a direct competition with Pulisic and, and Callum hudson adoy Kyle... Of what you've seen so far, and I'll tell you where I stand, I've seen good bits from Pulisic. I've seen good bits from Merton Odoi. I've seen disappointing bits from both players as well. So there, there's an even tussle there. How does it look for you? Which way do you think Frank – where's Frank going to decide is the best option out of those two?
5: Well, I mean, I think the good thing for him is the exciting new signing that they have. It has an excellent left foot and probably plays off the right when he finally gets there, right? So Yeah. Um it's more he's looking at Mason Mount, who, by the way, has done an excellent job when pushed into that wide position. Yeah, a that the club thinks so highly of that they've turned down huge sums of money for him to keep him. Um, don't forget that Aubameyang, Jordan Sancho, Chelsea are still also looking at getting even more wingers, and, and big names are linked with them. You know, that, that's kind of what you want if you're Christian Pulisic. He had it at Dortmund, and by the way, Sancho knocked him out of the starting lineup a lot of times. You, you, you want to have to be your best to be in the 11 every weekend, and a Chelsea Football Club, he's going to have that. Okay, here we go for
3: from I thought, let, let's mix this thing up because it's all going a bit too swimmingly well. Oh, no. <laughs> Christian Polisic needs to go out on loan for a season. Boom, get there. Go and play. You're 21, 22 years of age. We've all been there, unfortunately, maybe playing our careers. He needs to learn and manage games, months, Seasons of Premier League football. Getting to 75 minutes when your lungs are bursting, you've got to find a way to get to 90. Understanding when you're 1 0 down away from home, how you have to sit in the team. He needs to learn all those Premier League lessons, and I don't think he's going to get the chance to do those at Chelsea. So here's what I'd say Everton Football Club, won't take him for a year. Wolves, Wolverhampton Wanderers under Nuno, no. For a year. Southampton football club where he'll play with a good coach. Go and have him for a year. Go By the and way you guys play football are,
5: yeah, and, 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 and he will be on top of him. You're never getting politic yeah. on the Robbie show, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Rob, so I'm gonna I am going uh, to we will get let we'll get Kyle decide on this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say no to that. Um No
3: to the loan suggestion. Yeah.
2: Like I not I, I think that's the last thing he, he needs. He, he needs to prove himself, Rob, that he's good enough for Chelsea. He's not had enough time to, to do that yet. You know, there's a, there was a nine or 10 games after the season for Chelsea. Yeah. To push him out on loan, I just, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. We all know that if that can go well, he gets used to the Premier League. I just think it, it might knock him more than it needs to. I think the knocking of his confidence a little bit of having to do that is more is more of a hit than the benefit of going out and playing lots of games in the Premier League. But that's just me. Yeah. Kmart, you decide whether he should go out on loan or what, you know what do you think on that?
5: I don't think he should go out on loan for, for this reason. Robbie Roll makes good points, but he he's not a young kid anymore in terms of the modern game, right? I mean, he he's old enough to ha- to need to show the peak consistency of a first-team performer for a big club. He did it a lot at Dortmund. He's ready for that challenge. I think he's good enough. There is a path into the first team. I I liken it to like a Phil Foden. You know, Phil Foden, as good as it is to be around those players and be under Pep Guardiola, that's the player for me that needs to go out on loan because there's no path to the first team. There is a path to the first team for Christian Pulisic. He's good enough to find that path. If that path doesn't happen, it's not a loan. It's a move because it's not going to work at Chelsea Football Club.
3: Okay, oh. I just went data and flat musty and I, I wrote down David Beckham, Ashley Colo, I saw at Crystal Palace, John Terry, was it, Nottingham Forest, Harry Kane, who's just done a, yeah, a but... thing. All went away, all have become top-class players. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the end of a top-class career. Sometimes it can be a good thing to, 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 to get you moved. I,
2: I just think, I just, listen... The... I just think the situation is a little different, Rob. Yeah, I'm not sure I there's been a 70, £70 million pound player that's come into a yeah. club and then been been, yeah. been been lessened a little bit and gone out of the place on loan. So, I, I think Carl makes a point about, that, you know, I, I think we all realise that Pedro and William, William particularly, is probably yeah. going to move on. Mm. There's young players there that could be inconsistent. He's going to play a lot of minutes. That's the bottom line. I think he's going to play a lot of minutes for Chelsea, oh, whether it's rotating so, yeah. with hudson Adoy and Zayac or whatever. Yeah. Um as long as he's at it and he's fit and he's ready to go again. It's great to hear that he says he's, he's fit and ready to go. And that he, yes, he, he's loving the Premier League as well. I thought that was interesting to move on a little bit, I guess. You know, saying that the Premier League was, was all that he thought it would be and more in terms of the, the, the scrutiny and the pressure and being at Chelsea Football Club. He's obviously enjoying it. And I guess another reason why don't push him away from that giant of a club yeah. at Chelsea to go on loan, so I think you know it's great, Kyle. Yeah, really He's enjoying go. it. He's enjoying his club. To
3: be shouted down two to one. As ever, came on. You came on and, and backed up Musti's argument, which means you're not getting another invite. Well, thanks <laughs> uh, for so coming on and talking to us. Listen, it's going to be a <laughs> restart for Christian Pulisic to Chelsea and the start of his Chelsea career. So thanks, thanks for coming on, mate. Great stuff as ever. Thanks, let We're going to attention to Newcastle and Southampton now and analyze those two clubs. Certainly Newcastle, maybe with new ownership, with new hope. Uh, let's get a look at those
1: stats and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.
3: Okay, Mr. Mustard, time to turn to the state of the Premier League. I want to go to Newcastle United, 13th place in the league. And conveniently for us, our very own Lady Lowe sat down with the current Newcastle manager, Steve Bruce. And Steve was very open and very honest about his situation at the football club and where he saw the Premier League starting. Just listen to this. We'll pick up after this, mate.
0: Steve, it's lovely to have you along and join us here on NBC. Um, Lots of Newcastle fans, lots, across the United States. who will be delighted to hear from their manager during this time. Let me just begin by asking you, as I'm sure you've been asked many times during these interviews, how are you? How has lockdown been for you and how are your family?
4: Yeah, thankfully all good. All good with myself and that goes for my family too. It's been difficult like everybody else has encountered. We've all encountered it. It's something... I think the the word "unprecedented" this has been used many, many times, but um, yeah, all good. Thankfully, um, which is this most the most important thing at this particular time. I have to say, we've been informed that we're going back to work, which is good. You know, we all get tested on Sunday and we start work in the first phase anyway on Tuesday, which um, I think for all the footballers, I think we're we're all looking forward to that because it's been a long, difficult eight, nine weeks and. Uh, That goes for everybody else, I would have thought, too.
0: It's very optimistic and it's very exciting to hear that you guys are are planning on going back. So you get tested Sunday. Training looks like it's going to begin Tuesday. So what else can you share with us about what we're planning and what has to happen?
4: I think it's very important that supporters understand that phase one, phase one is, is to try and lead into phase two and phase three. Phase three and four is to get back playing competitively. We understand that that's going to be behind closed doors. Um, I think it's vitally important that we get through phase one. And that it's been explained to myself and my staff and the players of what exactly phase one is, is you know, there's four or five training to a pitch. So we have eight, 10 training across two pitches. So that looks as safe. It couldn't be any more safer in that environment, which as I said, is the main step to, to, to getting to phase two and three. So um, we hope that it goes, goes clear. Of course, we've got the benefit now of testing, and, um, and that's vitally important for everybody. So um, I'm sure that we are as safe as what we can be um, with the first phase of trying to unleash the lockdown.
0: Steve, you've been around football your whole life. It brings so much joy. At times, it also brings a lot of pain. Um, but in your opinion, how much do you think that return, yes, it's going to look different, but that return to allowing those fans to watch their players play on the television, how important do you think that is?
4: Well, I think we've all, all realised in this, in this bleak time of what it actually means to switch on the TV and watch a bit of a live sport with the crowd and what it means to a lot, a lot of people you know, it is part of the life that, you know, they have to go and support their football team. And um, it's never been so more evident now that we've experienced what we've experienced. So I hope that we can get up and running. We are in the entertainment world and I hope we can get up and running. And of course, it's never going to be the same until the supporters can come back into the stadium. So let's hope over the next couple of months, three months, four months, wherever it's going to be, that the world can stay safe and we can start enjoying the football, enjoying for the spectacle that obviously it creates.
0: There are concerns, of course, are always going to be um, from different people about the situation. How are you supporting anybody in your group? I know Danny Rose came out last week, but how are you supporting anyone who feels nervous? How are you reassuring them, Steve?
4: They've got their own personal circumstances and we're all not privy to them. For example, somebody could have a sick wife or, uh, or an in-law who lives with them or a poorly brother or sister or whatever. So I think we're going to have to respect um, the players. As some are going to find it uneasy. Um, so I think there lies where you go with that. And, um, and of course, everybody's got that personal choice. So I think we're going to have to be patient with that because everybody's circumstances are different. And Danny Rose has made a few comments the other day, which I'm sure he could have chosen his words more differently. And, but he's been the most probably generous player in England of what he's done behind the scenes to try and help the NHS and buy pizzas for everybody and, 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 and has given away lots and lots of money to help a lot, a lot of people. Um, so he, he is obviously. He's um, finding it difficult, but as I said, everybody's personal circumstances will come into the will come into the domain, and uh, we'll have to we'll have to look at all of those things uh, before we get up and room.
0: But I also want to just find out from you about your impressions of DeAndre Yedlin, the US men's national team star, who's very very popular over here. Steve, tell us a bit about how you found DeAndre.
4: Yeah, well, DeAndre unfortunately was injured when I arrived. And he's had an awful groin injury for a little bit now and I think it's hampered him a little bit. There's no question he's a he's a character and he's 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 a joy to, to, to train because every day if there's somebody comes in with the bright colours and the greens and the yellows and the, he's always bright, he's never dull, he's always he's always um <laughs> he's always the life and soul of the party. He's very, very well liked in Newcastle well respected by all of us um, because of his personality. You know, his personality is such. I hope now that the break has given him the chance to just rest his groin because it was a concern to all of us. It nagged along for too long, had an operation in the end. And um, so I've still probably to see the best of him. But he's a great personality, and a great lad, and uh, a great character to have in addressing him. If they're all like DeAndre, my job would be easy.
3: Okay, some fascinating stuff there, Rob, from from Steve Bruce. Obviously, I think that the key thing for me, for for any current manager in this situation, it was great to hear where he saw possible steps forward in terms of restarting the league, what it means to his team and his football club. I think the big key things to come out of that, that he said there's going to be a full testing on Sunday of this Mm -hmm. week, so everybody will get tested, they'll check everybody's okay. And And Tuesday morning will be the first start of what we'd see the first form of group um, training where three or four players maybe are going to be on, on, on one pitch working together in, in, in areas. They probably have two or three pitches where all that activity is going on. That's kind of phase one of, of getting the Premier League back, back started. I thought it was really interesting how managers are going to have to think this through and even kind of curtail in, in detail different training routines, different training programmes for the players.
2: Yeah, So so different probably so difficult to try and get the fitness of the players to the condition that they want to get the small-sided games going which is a which is a staple of what you do as a professional player Mm -hmm. team shape stuff in this different environment I'll tell you what I mean he was he was very quick at right at the start Rob wasn't he just to say to Rebecca hang on a minute there's there's four three or four phases here and we're at phase one I did get the sense that not maybe that he's not happy about it, Rob. But there's there's a little bit of trepidation yeah, in caution, continuing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like and we know that a few players have still expressed uh, their worries about getting back. Yeah. And I just got that from Steve Bruce's first answer. Like, yeah. hang on a minute, you know we got to do this step by step. So I think that is going to be the case. And Steve Bruce, there as a manager, I yeah. thought expressed that there.
3: Yeah, and there's, there's no doubt. I was thinking about all the managers, all the coaching staffs. You've kind of, you know, obviously, we're talking about phase one, getting small group work together. I suppose phase two is going to be something more like teamwork. You know, three is pre, maybe pre-getting ready to start. Four is the competitive games. There must be managers and coaches who are on Zoom like we are, recording things like we are, having to plan out, Rob, the next four weeks in terms of how we get to that intensity, how we get to match day, almost like you're doing a pre-season. But you've got different hurdles that you've got to get over. The the, the body contact, the distancing, the the playing together, no food, apparently at training grounds, players not being able to stay, maybe no massages. Very, very different, very difficult times for for the coaching staff.
2: Yeah, and, and I think just to follow on, I mean, I think, you know, and we know that a few players have said this, Rob, that they feel rushed. Like, mm. hang on a minute. Like, yeah. we were all on lockdown. We couldn't yeah. go out of our house. We were doing our spin bike in our, in our own homes. And all of a sudden, yeah. there seems to be pressure. And uh, yeah. I absolutely understand it. I understand yeah. it. I mean, and, and the players have said it. He kind of sensed that it there as well. It's just there seems to be a, a pressure from, from everywhere within England or Britain yeah. about the Premier yeah. League. It's, and it's even, even, government, even
3: government getting involved. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. What's interesting, some, some big characters I've heard over the last couple of days, like to Glenn Murray, who, who doesn't mind speaking his mind, Ch- uh, Troy Deeney, are, are almost going like, let's cool down a little bit. Let's not rush this going back. And yeah. it, That might be at odds with the message that we're getting from the government, from some of the health uh, specialists, from even the Premier League themselves. And, and I know we, we talked in our last uh, group chat, Premier League on NBC group chat, where Lee Dixon was saying, there's going to be some players, Rob, who are not as comfortable, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to take them along the journey and make sure that mm-hmm. they, they feel safe, mm-hmm. secure, and in a controlled environment before they're going to start. I
2: just I just hope, Rob, over the next few, well, it's going to be days and weeks, yeah. that those players, and it's mm-hmm. all about the players in the league, feel more comfortable, Rob that mm-hmm. they arrive, they're getting tested straight away, they're in their yeah. kit, you know, all this, all the procedure mm-hmm. is in place. Now, we had a, an email, didn't we, about the Bundesliga's uh, protocol. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it was the longest document you've ever seen in, in your life. So yeah. y- 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 I'm sure the Premier League will be as similarly mm-hmm. as um, uh, sure and determined to make it a sterile environment as they can. And, and I just hope that the players feel more comfortable. But uh, like you said, and Lee Dixon said in our last pod. I wouldn't play. So I'm not ready to play. There's a rush and and I'm not ready. So it's a fascinating side of this. Um, And it sounds like Rob or other entities, governments, the league, UEFA have kind of like getting ready to go back. Mm. But they've got to respect the players' opinions on this. And The PFA has been involved and the managers' association as well. And and that's where we are right now. I just hope, fingers crossed, that the players can be satisfied, Rob. Mm. Um, Maybe you're not going to get all of them satisfied. Maybe there'll be a few that, that don't play. Um, but that that is a, it, we'd hate to see that, and let's just hope we can get it going, Rob.
3: You know, Robbie, more still, I feel we've got another podcast coming on, you know, next week if we can. We maybe get Lee Dixon to join us. Yeah, maybe. Let's yeah. maybe take a view of, of the players and the playing staff and where we would be, and and, and and you know, are, are people being pushed towards a decision? Maybe that they're not comfortable with it. I think that yeah. would be a decent body. So, if possible, yeah. we might jump on that. Next, next okay. Week and see yeah. If Dixon can join us. But let's focus <laughs> back to Newcastle because. In some respects, it should be a really exciting time. We know that the possible possibility of a takeover by the um, the Prince Mohammed bin Salman. £300 million deal that we hear is, is close to being completed, although there is one or two issues in, in the background. But Steve Bruce talking about the team, and, and, and that's obviously where we want to focus. It's interesting when he talked about the team he inherited from Rafa, almost used to playing a certain way, could only play five at the back, Counterattack, attack sit deep and break. He tried to change that up a little bit early in the season. They got hammered at Leicester, so they went back to it. And he said he was just feeling as though he was starting to change things and maybe go to a back four in two up front as we got to the break. So it must be mm. frustration for Steve and for Newcastle when he just thought he was maybe making a few baby steps in changing things and the league stopped.
2: You know what, the first thing that I want to do is is, is basically say what a good job he's done. And I'll hold my hand up, Robbie yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had many podcasts, uh, yeah. pre-season, look forward to this season. I had Newcastle United going down, getting relegated. I just couldn't yeah. see how this squad with mm-hmm. a manager that had, was, was has blown hot and cold before in his managerial yeah. jobs. Really but deep. what a good job he's done. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really interesting to start again. Rebecca saying about him being a Geordie, he yeah. loves the club, he's a fan of Newcastle United. And how mm-hmm. hard it must have been to try and separate, okay, uh, 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 you know, like your phrase, Rob, your are fanager. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to be a fanager. Yeah. He's, got to be, he's got to be determined that he makes the right decisions, mm. you know, even though he, his love and his heart's going to pull him in different directions. So I just wanted to get that out there straight away. What yeah. a good job, Rob. What a good job he's done with an average squad of players that we'll get into. Um, mm. It's just with a potential takeover, yeah. you know, nobody's job at that club is going no. to be guaranteed now.
3: No. But, but when you say what a good job, and it is a good job to be 13 for Newcastle, I say, Many people that didn't have them going down would would have them on the edge of relegation. They sit 10 points behind Man United, um, 8 only uh, above Bournemouth. But you just have a sense that that they're going to be okay. Well, you say the job he's done, and he has done a good job. He hasn't had a lot of money. He's brought people in, worked a system. But he ain't going to keep the job, Rob, is he?
2: Well... What, what's your time frame, Rob? What's your, what's your time frame? It, my time it just, frame
3: is if we get the takeover by the start of next season. I don't think Steve Bruce will be the manager of Newcastle United.
2: No, I, I, I agree with you, Rob, but I don't know if it, I don't know if it's quite as clear cut as that. Okay. You know, I, I don't. I don't it, 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 listen, I agree with you, and that okay. would be my percentages that side of it. But he has done a good job. We know he yeah. loves the club. Yeah. You know. I'm sure he'd like to change the way that they play a little bit. I just wonder if he might, I don't know, get get a start of a season and then but then you're into, if we don't like how it's going, finding a new manager to replace him in the middle of a season is incredibly difficult. We know that Michel Pochettino is a top-class manager that's available right now. I'm agreeing with you, Rob. I just, I wouldn't be totally surprised... If he does start next season, but but we'll see. Because yeah. the likelihood is, if a takeover happens, and mm. there's still there's still question marks about that. By the way, even this week, yeah. there's a few legal ramifications yeah. or, or some yeah. of this piracy stuff that's coming up that might that might stop it. Um, but but you're probably right. If they probably will go in if it all goes through with it, with a new gaffer and and plenty of new players.
3: Just want to talk about a couple of, 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 of quite key players who will be known to to um, our US audience just before we go into the league in detail. Miguel Almiron um, joined the football club. Rob, we'd seen him at um, here at Atlanta and, and, and it played well. Wondered what, how he would be. Didn't score. People were saying, what's he all about? Got the sense, Rob. that he, he was one of those who the, the break came at the wrong, wrong time for him because he was just starting to show some of the signs we've seen here in, in Major League Soccer.
2: Yeah, it's one of them where no, it hasn't been great, but yeah. you see enough. I'm sure the manager sees it and and his teammates see it enough in training to know that he can play. He's got great energy, very, very quick, good Good skill. skill. Um, I think everybody probably himself would agree that in, in critical moments, Robbie rushes things.
3: Yeah. He's a, yeah. Bit,
2: he's a bit 100 million miles mm-hmm. an hour where he needs to kind of learn to, to, to compose himself mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's not me yeah. just saying that. Mm-hmm. Other, other really great ex-players have said that he's like a chicken with, with his head cut off sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's got to improve. He's got two goals, hasn't he, in his appearances this season. Um, but he can play. And yeah. Steve Bruce, the way he talked about him, you could see that he feels for him and he thinks he's going to be an important part of the club. And I do. Yeah. This isn't going to be a situation where he hasn't done it. He's only scored a couple of goals in 20, was it 28 appearances. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to drift out, drift out of the club. I don't yeah. believe that. He is going to be a part uh, of the transition. He's good enough, in my opinion, Rob, to stay with the majority of players that will come in at this next phase of new additions. Because they're not going to go straight from Newcastle United to, to a, 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 a team full of beautiful. superstar yeah. players. Yeah, 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 there yeah. will be some progression yeah. step. We've seen that with all other teams that have had new ownership. Uh, but he's good enough, I think, to stay with uh, the next level of player that comes in.
3: It's a good point you make, and, and, and Steve Bruce said it in the interview with Betts, where he said, you know, I was just feeling like I could get Almiron in a number 10 position where I think he's more effective. Yeah. The other thing I think with him, Rob, you and make, you make a good point about the, you know, as the players get better, um, he won't be discarded. I think better players, more possession of the ball, I think yeah. you see better Almiron. I'm not sure he's totally made up for when he's, he's got to sit in, deep in, in, in a, in a counter-attack and just yeah. pretty much cover a hole and sit back and break yeah. forward. He's got to get on the ball. He's got yeah. to get things happening. And I think you'll see more of that as Newcastle, probably by the next level of quality player, have a bit more possession. I think you're, you're dead right. I think we'll see more of them.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, throw this name at you. John Jay Yedling, Bobby Mustard. Where are we with him? I mean, I remember seeing him at Seattle Sounders. And I've got a friend back in the, in the UK and he, he asked me, name me three players who you think will come into England when you play. And I put Yedley on top of my list. I just said, he looks like the modern style fullback. In that he said, I saw him in good, preferably good days at Seattle Sounders, maybe not at the same level as Premier League. But I said to him, he's the right-sided version of Ashley Cole. He could be the right-sided version of Ashley Cole. Now... His defending needs to be worked up, uh, which which you can improve. You can do work on the training ground. You can study tape and get better at that. At times, his decision making can be can be better. But he's got, <laughs> an, energy. But he's got an energy. He's got his raw yeah. materials, Rob. We're good. Yeah, he's but
2: but, good. but you you good. you've just you've just you've just described why he's he's not. And by the way, you know. There's nobody's got more respect for, 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 for players than me in terms of what they get out of their career and what tools they've yeah. got. Yeah. You've just described why he isn't going to be a top player. He, he has got great pace, great energy, great attitude. Love to hear Steve Bruce there talking about everybody yeah, loves well, him. Well, He's well, a well, great well, personality, yeah. very popular, very likeable lad. Yeah. And, and we get, you get that sense. But it's just when you, when you talk about your friend saying that can he be the next Ashley Cole, well, he, he hasn't got, the, he hasn't got the, the, the football intelligence, smartness in possession, decision-making of an Ashley Cole or some of the better. I mean, listen, we're talking highest, highest. He's yeah. a Premier League footballer. So can he, can can a he, footballer. Can
3: he be a regular Premier League starter, DeAndre Yedley?
2: He, he can be. He can be. And he has been, by the way. He's been yeah. plenty of games for Newcastle but, United. He can but but be, but it won't be a top I half say. team.
3: I wouldn't say he's we, – we, I'm still not sure is he reliable enough in a team to be, to be regular or in a decent team to be regular.
2: Well, I mean, I, I think in a, in a lower half Premier League side with, with good coaching in terms of positioning, yeah. Because, yeah. because a coach can, can really influence a player's ability yeah. to position in the right place. I think he can be. He's 26. I think he's 27 in July. Yeah. Uh, he's in the peak of his powers. He's had this surgery on his, this nasty groin injury that yeah. lasted a long time. He's going to get another chance to improve the manager, Steve, uh, mm-hmm. impress Steve Bruce, the manager of Newcastle yeah. United, and those owners or managers that might come after that. Um, but but I, I think there's a ceiling for him. I think we've seen it when he's in advanced areas. He does really well to get forward. And he's quick yeah. and he can, you know, he gets a bit of space. To find the final ball isn't great. He's not. He's just not a cute fullback like um, Ricardo Pereira at Leicester City that can play clever yeah. little balls in and. And your Trent, of course, is the is the outstanding footballer yeah. in that position. That's where his limitations lie. But again, you know, this is not a he's a Premier League player, and it's blimmin' hard, mate, as we know, to be a to be a Premier League player that's there for multiple years and yeah. he's got a ton of loads of appearances. Yeah. Fair play to him. But but you're not going to see him, in my opinion, get a lot better oh, than man. he is right now.
3: Yeah, yeah, which is shameful. It's great to hear Steve Bruce talk about yeah. personality, how he's good in the club. And that's important as well, Rob. That those are important traits you've got to have to be to be good around the dressing room, to be liked by by your teammates, have respect to your teammates, yeah. and be bubbly character and, and, and I think he brings all that, as you say. Maybe not quite gonna be uh, good enough to play in the top ten, but that doesn't mean way. Let's have a quick look through the through the squad, Rob. and we're gonna look at Newcastle now and not go on the crazy age of that fantasy football that we got hundreds and hundreds of millions they, of might, they might they might they might have it might, might be that. and, and that's the case but, but let's take it in stages and let's sort of say okay there's a little bit more money to spend there'll, there'll be a few cases now where we can go on the track through market like when raffle was there and do a little bit of business Let, let's get more of a sense of, of where we're looking to to improve and i think the thing for me rob just in terms of and i wrote this down I want to start to get the right type of players in. I don't want players who just come to my football club for money. Oh, like, this is a new place where we're going to earn a bit of money. I want good personalities, people who can grow with us, even if they're only taking us to the next stage and we have to upgrade them. I want those kind of of good bodies around my football club.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think... think, um, Let's cut to the chase, Rob, about what this squad needs. And the headline that's got my yellow marker is goals. They're the joint lowest scorers in the Premier League right yeah. now, with 25 yeah. goals. The same Absolutely. as Norwich City. There's one yeah. striker goal. Yeah. All the strikers in the club right now, I think it's four or five yeah. of them. There's one goal. That's a problem.
3: You've got Muto, Andy Carroll, Joe Ellington, Dwight Gale, basically. Yeah. One I've been goal. a lot of them. I've been a lot of them. Joe Ellington, uh, I might hold on to him. The rest of them, Robert, I've been them not getting enough out Muto not, not, not sure Andy Carroll to put out to pass you Dwight Gale's yeah. really championship forward who does well to get your goals Joe Ellington yeah. you showing a few signs of that's Rob there's nothing there there's not enough no there.
2: particularly particularly if there's a new direction and there's a big yeah. investment and you know I think defensively on the flip side of that you know it's okay defensively yeah. they're all right now you know again there's there, there's there's Every position could do with extra quality wherever you yeah. look in the team. But defensively, they've been well organised—not not great numbers defensively, but well organised. So the the problem is for me is in the attacking areas. Sam maximin is a player, Rob. That's a young talent yeah. that I've got I a like t- tick against him. Yeah, he's, he's I, you know he's he's definitely going to be in my squad. Yeah. And we talked about is is, is going to be a good player for the club going forward. You're right about the strikers. I mean, Joe Edleton, Robert. And they paid what? It was a big fee, by the way. Yeah. Just to, just to disregard that, you might you might at twenty three years of age. Man, I'm, might, I, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with him. I'm sticking with him for the I've, time being.
3: I've got one, 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 one for you as a forward, and, and this is like it's a bit left it's a bit like thinking it through. But I've got somebody you got you got to sign, Robbie Musto. You have to sign for Newcastle United. Who is was that? Alan Shearer fourth <laughs> yeah. time striking coach Goes stop,
2: stop going back to whoa, the whoa, past whoa, 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 whoa. The club's moved forward just
3: hear my argument before you, you finish me off working in the media we know we, 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 he's come out and worked with us so we know that he's, he's not going to be there every day loves his football club you only have to see on social media still very much part of it could come in once or twice a week go and do a, an hour session with the likes of Joe Ellington Talk about what it is to be at this club. Talk about making near-post runs. Talking about hitting the target. Just good people, Rob. Around your foot. You can't have too many of them. If I can pull a little bit of something from Alan Shearer with some of the younger players, with Joe Ellington's, with the new centre-forward I might bring in, Alan Shearer's not going to come there to steal any line, line from him. He's got enough right. Line line. Just feel some, something like that might kickstart Joe Ellington into a career.
2: I think given, given if it's Steve Bruce or whether somebody else, Rob, the only thing I would say about that, and listen, I, I, I joke, I mean, th- th- what can it, what can, harm can it do having somebody yeah. like come around the football club and help a striker? The only thing I would say, Rob, if a different manager's got a real set philosophy and a tactical setup that might be in conflict to what Shearer says, Shearer might say, remember, these areas you come and show to feet, or in the, uh, these areas yeah. you should be here, yeah. you should be here. And a manager with yeah, yeah. his, his team yeah, play doing something different. Now, again, if that's a super... Uh, a tactical coach, yeah, you've got to be careful with that. If it's not, I mean, I don't, I don't think Steve Bruce is. I mean, I'm sure Steve Bruce yeah. would be interested in that I'm idea, but that's young finishing,
3: thing. Rob. I'm more about yeah. the age where right. most right. I hear Pep saying, I don't coach my forwards, I let them do their thing. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you've got a guy who scored 260 goals, 260 in the Premier yeah. League, and yeah. he's on your doorstep, I'll have a little bit of him, Rob. Yeah
2: if, it, if he's willing, yeah, if he's willing to do it, I mean, just in yeah. technique and smarts, oh. yeah, it's a, it's a good shot. But I mean, listen, we, we've spent a long time on Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, I think that is the main area. Mm. I, you know what? I haven't even gone down and looked at different to Who one, knows what players they're going to be right bringing it. in? I
3: know, I, know, yeah, I know, you said, oh, you, you've got to do i got this. some
2: left fields for you later, by the way.
3: Okay, I've got two for you. Nabi Cater, Liverpool Football Club, go and make a bid. I'll make a bid for him. I think the right kind of money, they'd let him out there. And I think there's a player there. So, Navigator is one. Yep. Second yep. one is a tougher one, but I, wanna, I, want, I want you to be my director of football. I want you to, to go to this guy and say, you've probably got three more years left in your career. Come and be a star for us. Jamie Vardy. Number nine, Newcastle Knight. There's another chapter for you, Jamie. At Newcastle United, that famous number nine shirt coming in me three years. He's, he's a 33 year old who, who plays like he's 28.
2: Could he be. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. I, I know what you mean because of those fans, because of yeah. that club, because yeah, of that position, because of it? that shirt number, number yeah. nine. And, and, yeah, they would oh, love him up there. there. I, I would they'd love him up
3: there,
2: by the way. Yeah, they would. They would love it. Uh, good shout, mate. Good shout. It's just, it's so hard, isn't it? Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, you know, we could come on here and say, well, they can buy him from Norwich yeah. or him from. We
3: Lee don't know Gareth, where going. I need Gareth Bales, well, man, there you go. There. there you go. Uh, I don't want that fire no. in, in your belly, mate. you got to be coming here, too. Yeah, to yeah.
2: On. you want to take a step up. So um, just it's just great that we can get out there some some interview from yeah. uh, Steve Bruce. Thanks, Rebecca, for doing that. And uh, fascinating just to just hear. A yeah. we
3: drop just before we, we finish, can we yep. talked about charitable work that the club's doing. We, we should just say with Newcastle, goalkeeper Rob Elliott's teamed up with the owner uh, of a child daycare to make monthly donations to the Sunshine Fund, fund that's an organisation that provides special equipment for disabled children in the area. And we have to talk of Danny Rose as well. I know he's come out publicly and sort of said quite strongly he's not ready to play and players weren't ready to play, but he's done a lot of work in the background. He was one of the first. He's put a lot of money into helping NHS staff, He's bought pizzas, he's bought food for them, he's helping with accommodation. But mm. so there's a lot of great work being done by, by players in Newcastle United in particular. We know what that football club means in that area. There's some great work being being done by them. So it'd be a mess of is not to, to mention that before we move on. Let's move on to um the other club down. Southampton um who sit fourteenth in the table, thirty-four points. So they're seven points above the, the, the bottom three, nine points behind the sort of walls in Sheffield United. So in a reasonably comfortable place and you feel, you know, a couple more wins and, and, and they'd be okay. Where are we with Southampton, Ralph Hasenhurtle and, and, and the future, Rob? What, what are we looking over the next two or three years for them? Because they're slightly disappointed, haven't they, in, in, in the past, since Ralph's been there. It's not quite been the rise, I think we thought.
2: Yeah, I think we, uh, we've, I'm sure I've said this before, but when you look at the Southampton squad, you mm. expect more than what we've seen. Yeah. Now, when that keeps happening then I'm wrong because the squad isn't that great. And yeah. that must be the, the bottom line here. Of course, we look at some data and facts. And defensively, only Aston Villa, Robbie Earl has conceded more goals. They got, yeah. They've conceded yeah. the same amount of goals as Norwich City. Yeah. They right? we are we very open and they've conceded a lot of goals. Defensively, forget about it. I mean, first of all, sorry, goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. And,
3: um, Angus Gore and Alex McCarthy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, decent age. I think they're okay. More priorities. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, I mean, they've done okay. They're, they're decent, uh, slash, good goalkeepers, yeah. I think. The whole back four is, is every position is, needs help. Every position needs help, yeah. Robbie. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean,
2: they, they, with that defensive record, and it's not as though they've got, you know, midfield players that, that, that really Individual don't try and help football out football. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Individual defensively. Now, you know, Kevin Danso, left back, the, the yeah. player for Ryan Burchan's not fit. Burchan's yeah. 30 years of age now. Yeah, I don't know where. I mean, I, I, he's, he's a really good player. I just, I, we watched a lot, we break down a lot of the goals, Robbie, Young, yeah, not and, and sure. sometimes he's not, he, he's not in the position you'd expect him to be, in things that maybe sometimes your own fans wouldn't realise. So I've got a question mark about him. Centre-backs, Jack Stevens, Bednarek and Vestergaard. Yeah. That's kind of it. You've only got three. Yeah. I got, I'll give you some names afterwards. So centre-back, absolutely, yeah. absolutely needs some help there. Yeah, and back. right back, now we know Cedric Suarez went off to Arsenal yeah. alone, got injured. Jan Valery, and they have, of course, they've got Kyle Walker-Peters, Kyle
3: Walker-Peters yeah.
2: on loan from Spurs cool. that I like. Yeah. So if they can get He'll
3: him... in the business there, that'd be good. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, you, you tell me to stop rolling. I'll give you some yeah, names I'm, if you want.
3: I'm with you. Centre back, I've got... got Centre back is, 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 is a must.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, OK. So I've got some suggestions for Fine you. Then. Now, some of these we've said before, okay? So, again, if you've listened to the, to the show, watched the show the last few weeks, there's certain players that because... So give us the new ones. Give us the new ones first.
3: Right. Give us the new ones.
2: I think this is a great one. Andreas Christensen from Chelsea. Not Frank doesn't like him. Yes. Doesn't play him. He's yeah. got other players there. Christensen needs to establish himself. Southampton, and I'm saying Southampton... It's one of them clubs, Rob, that, that it's a good, got a lovely stadium. It's a yeah. really nice park, yeah. part it's of the country. Like got, got a lot good of facilities. Got a lot of things going for it. And I think sometimes, like, if you want to, if you, if you want to just push out, I'm not sure yeah. the Bears want to do that.
3: Yeah, yeah. You can
2: try and get a Christmas as a good shout. Yeah. Callum Chambers. How about Callum Chambers? From Arsenal, going back to where he started, I think, at Southampton Football yeah. Club. Yeah.
3: I'm not sure about going back. Well, I know what you mean, but not sure about going back.
2: Dayan Lovren.
3: Yeah, like... Uh, he's going back. Going back. back. <laughs> going, yeah. What, you, you're, you're on the rebound. you want on everybody going back.
2: That, that's those two. Vir- Chris Smalling, Virgil
3: Phil van Dijk. would next,
2: you got Virgil van Dijk. No, 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 no. no. Come on, that will be sensible. And the, and the ones that you've used before, Phil Jones, Chris Smalling.
3: Yeah. Okay, I've got one more for you then. Jan Vertonghen. Big, bit old. Yeah. yeah, but, but, okay... Sort a few of these kids out, organize a defense, still can do your job, Roy Musso. We're happy to just drop down.
2: Let me, gi- let me give you one more that you Ooh. might shake your head at. Ooh. Skodran Mustafi. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what?
3: That's a Meza This is a Meza Erzl reaction. No. Don't it, want to
2: step steps, down from that when level. He, he might he steps be all right. Down, and he
3: has even less kind of. Pressure on him and, and thing, and, and he gets in the mode. No, he that goal difference would be even worse with him in there.
2: So, which first, one are you giving? Which first, one?
3: I like Christensen, really like Christensen. The book again, that I mean, that's top gravy goes again and, and off. off he He's might. 24
2: years of age. Callum, Callum Chambers is 25.
3: Now, Callum Chambers Rob worries me, worries me a little bit.
2: Well, he worries me, it worries me at Arsenal at the very top of the yeah, Premier League. I don't
3: like going back, going back is like a yeah. um, I
2: like newer, yeah. I like the newer, the, new, the
3: newer time. Okay. Good start, good start. Midfield, where, where are we with midfield? midfield
2: Hang on, let's just, I just oh, want to do one more going back before oh, we move dear. forward.
3: No, left back,
2: be... left <laughs> back, left back. Who am I thinking?
3: Not Graham
2: Lassau. Luke uh, left, Shaw. Left back. Luke oh, Shaw. No way. Getting pushed out of Man United. Brandon Williams is better. Luke Shaw no trying to get him. Way.
3: You've been drinking.
2: <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> else to do. <laughs> no, that's a little bit tongue in cheek. Just, just because we're going back to players going back. Anyway, there's a, there's a bunch of players. There. I didn't want to keep going with the yeah, you know, yeah. ones from the low, the, the well, ones that are going to get relegated.
3: He, if, you, if you look down, and Christensen's a great shout, by the way. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's, a, regular, it's, a, it's a good Reputation, like it.
2: Right, midfield, my friend. Yeah. Now I think in the wide areas here. Now I know they haven't done it. and and, and you expect more but there's still some players that I think are pretty good you know wide areas I'm not too worried about I know Buffal can be a pain in the backside and he might be leaving his football club Nathan Redmond Jenepo it's a free transfer from Stanley Age he's young what is he 21 years of age got a couple of goals looks lively what? he's 21 they've got a lot of good ages
3: around them 24, 25, 26
2: Ward Prowse 25 can play wide yeah. The center of the park, Rob, is where I've done some work and I think they need some work. Now, what are the the, the, the alarms ringing? Is in center midfield and Pierre Emile Hoibert. Yeah.
3: They're
2: going to lose him. They're going to lose him. Possibly, He's got yeah. one year left on his contract yeah. and he has been saying repeatedly now he wants to test himself at a higher level, Robbie Earl. Yeah. And we know that there's interest from Spurs and Jose uh, for yeah. this player. I yeah. like him a lot. He's I think I've cool. mentioned him for. For, for a couple of others, maybe Chelsea, a couple yeah. of other clubs. Else, yeah. So, And with his contract running down, which is one yeah. more season, he's likely to go. Now, the only other player in there, Robert, I can see, is, is Romeo, the ex-Barcelona player that's been okay. It's been a little disappointing, to be honest with you. So, we're back to centre of midfield. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to throw some names at you. Now, this player I've mentioned before... And I'm going, well, It's two players I mentioned before. I'm going to say them again because they'll be Orlimus. good. Lewis, Lewis Cook. Bournemouth. Douglas Costa, Villa. All right. Yeah. You watch that player go. And a couple yeah. of new ones yeah. that will be taking a step down. Yeah. Again, because of this club, I think, will we'll, we'll appeal to some of these players. How about trying to get Lucas Torreira from Arsenal? And maybe, whilst you're at it, what about Granit Xhaka? 27 years of old, Granite Jacker. Not for me as good enough to be an Arsenal player, but could jump down and nah. do a good job in there. No,
3: nah, not for me. Um, Torreira will be great, but I don't think you'd get him. I think they'd be bigger fish. You haven't played
2: him. Uh, Teta hasn't, hasn't yeah, played but, him much.
3: But, yeah, I think there would be bigger offers. I think there would be bigger and better offers than Southampton for him. Uh, maybe going back abroad. Jacker yeah. uh, is a bit, for me, a bit like Mustafi. I'm not sure when when it's off him a little bit. He, he's quite the guy. He's done okay, but eh, not not loving those. I've got to be honest. I'm, I might what, what's, to your,
2: what's your thoughts on midfield?
3: I, really, I mean, I, I I try and hang on to Hoiberg. I don't think they're bad in midfield. I, I quite like the midfield. You, you ain't
2: gonna keep you ain't gonna keep him.
3: Uh, if not, i have i I've got to go go do a little bit of work. I, I didn't particularly focus on that because right. i to keep him. Just quickly up front. Um, yeah. We've got Che Adams, who's been a little bit of a disappointment after say, Rob, um, Birmingham, um, of of Femi, Danny Ings. We keep Shane Long, 33 years of age. Is it time to switch him? Is do we need to bring one into that group? Che Adams, I, I was reading they're talking about they may even look to, to, to cash in on him, it hasn't quite worked. Talk about Leeds or somebody being interested. Is the one we, we could we could jump in there?
2: Yeah, I, I think there's no question that's been disappointing. I mean, you, yeah. you don't. Listen, you, you, you can't guarantee what, how a player's going yeah, to react to the Premier League. Most, most players from the Championship, Rob, yeah. actually struggle. But some yeah. do great. Danny Ings was a really good signing, wasn't it, last summer uh, when they needed some strikers. Yeah. So he's done yeah. brilliantly. Um, oh, Obafemi, yeah. young, 19 years of age, yeah. got a couple of well, goals. But, but yeah, if you can move on, Shane Long, I think is, he's uh, one of those. June the 30th, Rob, his contract finishes. Shane Long. Yeah, I see.
3: Three so, years of age, two Premier League goals. Here's one for you, again, I'm looking at some teams who maybe go down or or body people in in other places. There's two players, one possibly mid to one. Jesse Lingard. Yeah. Could you come down and bring something to the football club? The
2: only thing thing with that, Rob, is... Wages, isn't it? And, and maybe the ones we're, we're asking to jump down from a yeah. from an Arsenal or from a yeah, I mean, I mem- I Remember he signed a hundred grand a week contract like
3: yeah.
2: maybe a year ago. I mean, he, he's not gonna wanna reduce his wages. And I yeah, and well, Southampton Football Club, you tell me yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm not sure they're gonna pay a player hundred grand a week.
1: Mm, um,
2: not, without without yeah. guarantee of, of excellence. You're the
3: one I've got in there and I don't know what he was in was in everyone now. Troy Deeney, One year deal or one year option. So two years of be doing the job. Just think, he brings a little bit of something, Rob. Like give gives Danny they, they
2: need, a need some a little something, little,
3: yeah. Little little difference, physicality. I
2: don't know. I, I think Hassan Hurtle he, he wants he wants the high energy, he wants the high well, well, press, and and to be well. fair, Dean he has done that a few times, but he doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't see that as much, but I think they need a striker. What do you think to Nathan Redmond, Rob? Just finally on Southampton, like in, in terms of the wide players, do they need something else? He's twenty-six now, Redmond.
5: Can I'm giving, he get better?
3: I'm giving, I'm, I'm, more, I'm giving him one more go. I think with yeah. with, with the coach, with, with the little bits we see, and I know it's snippets, and I know it's not consistent enough. But he's a he, he's talent. He's a talented player, Rob, and I, yeah. I just think. You could give him away and he goes somewhere and starts lighting the place up. I don't think you'll get the the money that you would replace him with so much better. Just with like a little bit more from a few more goals, a few more productivity. And we've seen little spells of that coming. So, you know, in in this current market where transfers are not going to be as big as they were, I'll give him another go.
2: It is the the defence, just to reiterate. If they've got a stronger foundation, there are some decent players at that club. And, yeah. and, and we keep seeing it and saying it and we get like, it doesn't happen. They think you're going to pull away. They get back down again. The back four defensive side of it, 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 it's so important that that is, is a stronger foundation that allows them to be more expansive, it allows them to be on the ball a little bit more. Um, that's where the priority lies. And then, you know, maybe Hassan Hill can finally, you know, pull them to a point where there's definite progress. We're going in the right direction instead of this kind of a little bit up, a little bit down situation.
3: Absolutely. I do think there's a good coach in there Rob, for passing if you can just get the right kind of players. Let's just t- uh, mention the charitable work that Southampton have done as well. Mr Ginepro has been uh, multiple donations to his home country, Mali, for medical supplies. You remember the former Southampton defender, uh, Francis Benali? We both know Rob. He's been running marathons on a treadmill and he's gone to raise money for the Saints Foundation and the NHS. He's raised nearly £15,000 at the time of recording. So, have ever great work be, being done by the football clubs, mate. Uh, that's it for us from, from this week. Uh, but from next week, as Project Restart gets underway uh, in the Premier League, we know it's a developing story. If any big news breaks, we will jump on a podcast, whatever time of day it is. We might even, as we say, try and get Lee Dixon our mate to jump on us and maybe talk about the state of the restart and where players are in that Robin, and, and also next week don't miss out on the Premier League on NBC group chat that's next Wednesday May the 20th when all the gang will be um, getting up to date on all the very latest news from the Premier League and then Musty and I'll be back next Friday and we'll hopefully have somebody like Lee Dixon maybe on with us and we'll talk about the state of two teams that still in, in fear of relegation Brighton and West Not. they've both still got a bit of work to do we might need a few players going in there but for now, I'm Ill. He's Musto together with two Robbie Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay healthy. And it's a good night to me.
2: And it's good night from him. Good night. <laughs>